Ooh, okay. Time, so okay. Okay, okay. I have to be more mindful. Because I like hear myself and I'm like, You're that like, is <gasps> not. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. different right hmm. what's different are you talking about the fact that we have an intro it's song <laughs> oh my gosh you guys omg it's been a long journey. is there a god because it's is so the universe a being because <laughs> i think she heard us yes <laughs> Oh, uh, so if you guys have not heard, you know, if you just if like you fast know. forward for some reason, you just completely or if you missed. just started listening to our <laughs> podcast, then you, uh, we have not had an intro, official intro, intro song in a while now. Yeah, um, so we've been kind of just improving and ad libbing covers yes. of random, yeah. it, random. Songs. It was fun, but we were like, that's not sustainable. This is not. <laughs> yes, not. Sustainable. We can't keep doing this, you guys. Uh, so we, we, you know, had a call to action. We were asking our listeners, yeah. and actually, someone responded yeah someone actually emailed and also dm'd us uh on our podcast page and that person's name is rin stanton thank you so much she's a listener and she's been she's yeah she's by the way she's not she's not your friend or my friend like personally we don't know her personally yeah but she reached out so it was kind of a, a sweet surprise actually and i didn't think anyone would come and write an original song for us. Yeah. But that's sh- like, it's literally the best case scenario. Yeah. Some, yeah. Someone actually wrote and produced a little snippet for us for our intro. Especially for us. And she used yeah. our bio. She used our language and um, she created the lyrics and, mm-hmm. and the songs and, and picked up our vibes. And yeah. I thought it was really cool. I know. Uh, such a sweet soul. And um, I just can't believe that somebody's listening to our podcast other than like other than my mom you know (laughs) (laughs) so thank you so much Rin we really appreciate it I know you know just like sharing that little little gift with us it's it means a lot yeah it really is super encouraging for us as yeah well, so and shout out you. to her like uh own personal music yes um i think her band uh that she's starting is called ink and feather mm-hmm. um yes. we'll link everything in the bio like to her social media yeah. pages uh so that if you guys want to get to know her better and her music then yes. it's it'll be all there for you so thank you once yeah, again thank you so much we really appreciate you yeah with so with that all being said welcome back to don't Don't take take our our word for it it. we are two korean american gals just trying to navigate the socially relevant culturally confusing and everything in between in ways we know best but don't Don't take take our our word word for it. it So today we have a very special guest. She is the founder of Yellow Turtle Art Studio, which is a mobile art studio providing ceramics and art classes and workshops and activities throughout Orange County and Santa Ana area. And she is a good friend of mine in uh, the ceramics community. Her name is Nancy Alcala. Aikala. Yes. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to butcher it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, just to give you guys a little uh, like intro on who Nancy is. Yeah, so Nancy found her love for art and clay at a very young age. Um, years later, she enrolled in a ceramics class in Santa Ana College, where she was finishing her associate's degree in sociology and behavioral sciences. Mm. Um, this is where she found her passion for art again. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2014, Nancy began teaching ceramics and art at El Salvador Community Center in Santa Ana while finishing her bachelor's in sociology at CSULB. I, I went to Long Beach. Yeah, oh, Michelle went to yeah, Long Beach. So yeah. I'm an alum, alumnus or alumni. I don't alumnus. Know. <laughs> alumnus, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's currently finishing up her secondary teaching credential program in social studies at Long Beach, Cal mm-hmm. State Long Beach. Um, while running the Yellow Turtle Art Studio program and teaching ceramics in other settings such as OSHA High School. Oh my gosh, so. juggling like so many things there. I know. Joys. Too much energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the why, the reason why we wanted to bring Nancy onto our Art of series is um, we felt like, you know, this series is a celebration of different makers and their crafts, um, whatever that may be. It doesn't necessarily have to be something like painting or drawing or things like that. Um, but Nancy's name kind of came up in the mix because we think her work is really an intersection of passions that are similar to ours when it comes to this series. Um such as community and art and education. And that's really like the heart behind, you know, why we're doing the art of series. We want to help our community understand uh, the beauty and the importance of art and like help make it more approachable. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, when when Joanne, like, when you brought up Nancy mm-hmm. in our conversation about, okay, what can we do when we're setting up the art of series? We brought on a few makers. We brought on a few, uh, you know, songwriters. And we talked about your ceramics. Uh, but all of it really was, to help people be uh, able to understand it on a deeper level and understand it on a grander level where it's more than just like what you see but there's there's depth to it right right and so when nancy's name came up and and the work that she's doing through her passion and Mm -hmm. through her work and through her craft uh we felt it was just really natural to bring her on to today's episode yeah and it's really cool um and we'll hear obviously we'll hear more from nancy in just a second here but i think um what's cool about uh this guest too is that she has you know, the eyes and ears to a whole nother community that, you know, I don't have eyes and ears to and that I'm not um, involved with on a daily basis, but she can kind of give us the window to that. And uh, I'm really excited to hear from Nancy. And how, so how are you? I'm doing great. Thank (laughs) you so much for having me. Yeah, we're we're lucky to have you on our podcast. Yeah. How do you feel about coming on to a podcast set? Do you listen to podcasts yourself or? No, I just, I just got into listening to podcasts. Um, I was like, you know i have an iphone i mm-hmm. might as well use the you yeah. know ipod accessibility on mm-hmm. you know um there um listening to you guys for the first time oh, um, thank over you. the last few yeah <laughs> over the last few months has been great yeah. um you know from your from your starting um podcast yeah. to you know the last one yeah um, i really appreciated the dungeons and dragons oh. <laughs> did yeah. you play yourself I, um i did for a little bit my brother is a huge you know my He's whole family my, my my brother and my sister That's um, my so brother's cool. a gamer um, wow. my, my sister's a um um kind of retro collector okay. yeah. yeah and so you know i've i've grown up with video games and a little bit of um dungeons and dragons D yeah. and yeah that's, that's awesome we'll have to play we'll really have to play a game together sometime yeah maybe like, we should just like bring all of our previous <laughs> guests, guests together michelle really wants to play this game of thrones uh Katan. Katan. <laughs> 
I it's been a few weeks, but I'm still like no one yeah. has reached out to me and I'm she really sad. Straight up like messaged us in our group chat the other day. <laughs> she was uh, probably doing a target run and she It wasn't a, me. Sean oh, sent us a photo. Oh it was Sean. <laughs> yeah, it was Sean. I thought it was and, you. I was like, Tang Michelle, you really want to play this game. <laughs> I do. That is that is a fact, but it was Sean okay. who sent us a photo and I responded. Yeah. Oh, saying, okay. Yeah. Okay, it was a photo of play. the Game of Thrones Katana target. I thought Michelle really just wanted to play. Have my you, bad, I, love, my bad. I love games. We yeah. Should, yeah. 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 Have you played Katan? Um, I've never played it myself, mm-hmm. um, but when I was my um, doing my observations for um, my teaching credential, one oh. of the teachers I observed actually uses uh, Settlers of Catan as one of his lessons. Oh. Um, Kind of talk about resources, okay. right? How do you use resources? How do you survive with what you have um, in his economics class? So it's oh. really cool to be able to see how you know gam- gamification comes into play with yeah. education. That's wow. super cool. I love that. You know, it's because it, it tells you like you education is really what you make of it, and um, you can use so many different things as teaching tools. Um, and I love that people are creative like that. You know, yeah. And it's definitely. I'm sure it's it helps students be more engaged too in, yeah. in learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, listening to you guys. And then I've been listening to the Potter's cast with Paul Blaze. Yeah. Amazing podcast. Um, you know, just the, the folks that he brings on is, are amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, reach out to them and, you know, always say, Oh, I just listened to your podcast with Paul Blaze, you know, yeah. um, thank you so much for sharing your insight on, that's so you know, cool. X, Y, Z and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, and I'm history geek. So I do listen to a few, um, history, history podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Which ones do you listen to? Yeah. Um, let me take a look. I just started listening to them. Um, but there's one me. that I listen to, um, revisionist history oh. with Malcolm Gladwell. He's so good. Uh, Malcolm, what did he write again? That's a very f- familiar sounding I don't know name. What book he wrote, but his podcast is amazing. Um, he oh. takes like little snippets of different events yeah. and he, he looks at it at, in a different perspective. So he gives you almost like two perspectives into one one event mm. oh the book outliers oh okay okay that's where i've heard that before i've i always see that cover in like if, if i ever go to like a bookstore and i'm just browsing um outliers is definitely one of the books that um where i've seen his name just mm. kind of yeah, yeah it's a great podcast yeah. for those history buffs out there but nice. yeah what are some um the most recent one i've been um looking at is stuff do you stuff you missed in history class oh, oh that's great oh. insight um, yeah yeah okay i'm gonna have to tune into these i i love history i know it's like boring when you're growing up but when you get older you're kind of like yeah, it's oh, these are important really things to keep in mind you know mm-hmm. moving forward but all right you guys well um so you might be wondering like okay what is yellow turtle art studio um i know we mentioned that like very briefly that it's like a mobile art studio with um classes Mm -hmm. for arts and activities and crafts and things like that that nancy does but there is actually a lot more to unpack there um so nancy we i was asking you earlier and just to clarify for our listeners um yellow turtle art studio it's not it's not quite a nonprofit, but what would you label it as um i call yellow turtle art studio a community-based business okay um so right there 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 was the need for me to um you know have this space for my community and for our youth in santa Ana. um it wasn't quite a business it wasn't quite a nonprofit. you Mm -hmm. know still trying to figure out where it lies in between uh but there's a big social aspect to it yeah. um, you know majoring in sociology mm-hmm. as a uh, in, you know in my AA and undergraduate I was uh, I became aware of some of the issues that um, you know affect
respect accessibility to to the arts. Yeah. Um, and so being able to merge um, my passion for art, my passion for um, you know social justice, mm-hmm. bringing this together uh, with Yellow Turtle Art Studio has been you know an amazing yeah. um, experience yeah. and, and uh, journey yeah. to to develop with uh, my community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, I love. I, I um, there. I know a few other people who've started their own like social enterprise or social businesses mm-hmm. um, with that has a community aspect to it to their business model mm-hmm. and I, I love it I love how people are exploring that and, and really thinking about that and right. it's more than just the bottom line or revenue which is important you right. know, for, mm-hmm. for any sort of business but um, the the passion and the vision behind it is really giving back and, and tackling on some of these bigger social issues that we face every day. Yeah. So, okay. So you uh, started Yellow Studio, uh, Yellow Turtle Art Studio, you said about five years ago? Yeah, about five talking? years ago. 2015 yeah. was um, essentially when I registered it wow. as a business. Oh. Nice. Um, before then, I had been teaching um, art classes mm-hmm. um, in partnership with the city of Santa Ana mm-hmm. um, about two years before okay. I started Yellow yeah. Turtle Art Studio. Um, and so this um, merging of, again, you know, my, my education, um, you know, uh, living in Santa Ana, uh, where, you know, arts are becoming very prominent in our in our city. Yeah. Um, and then seeing the disparities between, mm. you know, those who have access to the arts, those who don't have access mm-hmm. to the arts, you mm-hmm. know, the locals. Um, and then also seeing, well, adults are doing this, but how are the youth being reached mm-hmm. Um, right. in that sense yeah um how far wh- where uh were you or how far along were you in like your studies when you in 2015 so when you uh, started 2015 i was finishing my bachelor's in sociology okay um so i was about a year away from f- um finishing the the bachelor's wow program. Mm-hmm. that's that's incredible because most people they're either looking for internships at that point or like a job somewhere else but you decided you're gonna birth your own <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was this, this interesting um, development because I saw something that I wanted to do mm-hmm, for my community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. growing up in Santa Ana as a youth, um, you know, wanting access to um, creative expression yeah. was a little bit difficult. And so, um, you know, some of the ways that I got around that um, were I would save up my allowance and mm-hmm. I would go to the bookstore or go to the library and check out, you know, crafts books or mm-hmm. arts books mm-hmm. um, or go to, um, you know, the, the bookstore and get um, a art kit of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the first things I dabbled into um, was jewelry making. And oh. so I've been like making jewelry for, um, I don't know, maybe since I was about eight years old or so. Wow. Yeah. And you make ceramic jewelry, too. I think yeah, I, I saw do. that. I do make ceramic jewelry. Oh. Oh, I'll have to check that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, So before we go on, though, what can can you walk us through what Yellow Turtle Studio is and what it does? Yeah. Um, So Yellow Turtle Art Studio. um, Well, I I operate this independently um, Uh in um, support with my community, um, specifically Libro Mobile, who has been a um, great advocate of mine. um, Sara Rafael Garcia, who's one of my mentors I met mm-hmm. when I was about 17, um, has been a, a great um, support of mine, you know, yeah. for me. Um, and what is Libromobile just for people? Yeah, uh, Libromobile is a local bookstore in Santa Ana. Okay. Um, they initially... Um, 
established as a mobile bookstore and so they had this retrofitted um planter that they filled with books and they would pop up um and then it developed into uh having a stairwell so they had there was a little tiny empty stairwell they would function out of and so Mm -hmm. there was books in in crates uh, along the the stairwell and then that developed into um a little storage unit they're functioning out of now um in downtown santa ana on the third is it near the Yost Theater? Yeah, it's it right is. Yeah, I remember just, seeing mm-hmm. that. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And so um, what Yellow Turtle Art Studio, uh, studio is, it's a mobile art studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and we um, provide classes, um, ceramics, uh, arts, um, in partnership with the city of Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. Um, but also outside uh, outside of the city, um, with um, in partnership with other organizations, for example, Crear Studio, who's also found, founded by Sara Rafael Garcia, mm-hmm. um, teaching free workshops for our community. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also um, gone into, for example, when I first started in 2015, um, I'm thinking about, well, how can I bridge this um, accessibility gap, you know, mm-hmm. for the yeah. arts? And so one of the things was I was talking to a parent and she said you know there's so many kids in my community and mm-hmm. they're just you know um riding around their bicycles or riding their scooters it'd be great if there was something um in in, in my community yeah. in her you know in her community that um gave access to the arts and so what i did was i um you know set up a date with her mm-hmm. i said okay i'll come by bring a table you know just tell your yeah. you know tell the kids that i'm coming mm-hmm. and we'll do a we'll do a, a ceramics activity oh well, i come in right and i have this one table yeah um 30 kids must have shown oh, up wow. like, you know just all of these kids came over yeah. uh, and we made turtles which is really cool oh, uh, you know a little pinch bowls yeah. attachments and so we talked about um you know just basic um Clay, clay knowledge, yeah, clay knowledge. Yeah. Um, and then them being able to create a turtle, you know, and then yeah. this is, you know, Yellow Turtle Art Studio. This, you know, just yeah. kind of um, being able to um, share that, yeah, you know, with the students, yeah. took them home, fired them. Um, out of your, do you have a personal kiln that you fire out of, or yes, okay. my, my home, my home kiln, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so and so cool. it was, you know, really, really cool to be able to share, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. this with with the community. Wow, um, there in the area we were at. Right, right. Mm-hmm. At that point, um, did you was a Yellow Turtle Art Studio like officially established already, or that was like your the first? That was like the, the beginnings of it. Yeah, so that was uh, the beginnings of it in 2015. Um, in 2015, they um, the city of Santa Ana um, pushed forward their first round of mm-hmm. grants. Yeah. Um, you know the the arts grants mm-hmm. um, that they have uh, they have now. I think it's four years in now. Oh wow! Um, okay. But it's pretty uh, recent, yeah, pretty yeah. recent. So at that point, it was the first round of um, grants they they put out, um, and I was able to kind of think about you know I want to provide the I want to do this oh. for my community. I yeah. want to be able to um, you know reach. A, a larger audience yeah. maybe people who um cannot come to the community mm. center right mm-hmm. um people who may not have uh, the access to purchase a class for yeah. example um and so what i did for the grant was i committed myself to a monthly workshop okay. so for 12 months i yeah. had a workshop um either you know at somebody's backyard uh-huh. uh, at a local community center um in partnership with another organization mm-hmm. um and and that sort of thing so i kind of managed that um 
it, it was a lot of work. Yeah, was a lot I of, can uh, imagine. You know, 12 months. Um, and so my uh, my proposal was to provide free art classes yeah, um, for, for the community. Yeah. Um, and so that's where, where it began. And so the mission became um, after um, teaching for about two years. Mm-hmm seeing okay well why aren't my classes filling up yeah mm. you know why you know th- what's the accessibility right, issue here right. so i decided let's do a mobile art studio mm. you know let me go to them yeah, yeah. them whoever mm-hmm. that's crazy and be able to bridge like, that yeah um yeah just just from what i know the little that i know after doing just a couple years of ceramics i'm like to offer to be able to offer ceramics um, while mo- being mobile, it seems like challenging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many, yeah. Wow, like because okay, it's one thing to transport, you know, clay uh, sculptures or things that you've made so that it doesn't deform on the way and things like that. I mean, there's that challenge in itself, but then to try and manage like whose things are what and then firing it at home, that's like a lot. It's a labor intensive. Uh, job or work mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so this you know i i, I um put forward this proposal and yeah. that was granted wow. um, which was amazing yeah um, you know and, and being able to to see oh wow like i can actually make a, a, you know take matters into my own hands yeah. rather than waiting for somebody mm. else to you know take matters into or, or you know take into to consideration you know yeah. my my concern about um what the community needs yeah what the yeah. community needs and so from there um you know yellow turtle art studio um began um the mission was or the mission is to encourage children and adults of all ages uh, to explore and discover their artistic selves work while creating with clay or other artistic mediums Mm -hmm. um and through that uh, i want my students to uh, embark on a journey of development Mm self-awareness and discovery through hands-on craft activities Mm -hmm. that spark creativity and uh diverse cultural awareness wow that's a beautiful vision and i and i love how like insightful you were in in bringing these classes to different like having a mobile and transporting from place to place because i remember even growing up i was a latchkey kid so (laughs) both my parents were working long hours and so i would be at home all the time after school i'd walk home like i'd walk from school to my house Mm -hmm. and i didn't really get to really participate in a lot of after school activities just because there was no transportation for me mm-hmm. um, or it was far or if there were certain classes that I was interested at that age like I couldn't get there mm-hmm. and so um, just have knowing that you like have that insight and like bringing it to whoever needs it and and and, and you know and not having one singular place, but you making it more accessible, even on a physical level. Right, uh, bridging think, that gap. You yeah, know? I think that's super insightful, and I and I really appreciate that actually. Yeah, yeah thank you. that's really cool because for me, like I, I feel like I was very fortunate to have parents who um, drove me to programs and you know things extracurriculars after school, and you know because I had that growing up, I don't, I didn't have that perspective of like, oh, what if people can't even physically yeah. get to certain places um to learn and so hearing that now from like both of you guys that's like that's awesome to hear you yeah, know Michelle, and, i had a very similar experience growing up you know mm-hmm. one of the one of the um 
large large components um, that goes into the creation of Yellow Turtle Art Studio is my own experience, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, growing up in, in Santa Ana, wanting yeah. access to creative outlets mm-hmm. um, and not having access to them yeah. because of transportation. You know, my parents working um, two to three jobs at a time. Yeah. And, you know, I'd come home from school, uh, walk home, walk home from school. And that was That's that it. was it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> call my mom and say, hey, I'm, I'm home. home. Yeah. And you were stuck at, you know, you're exactly. stuck there the whole the rest, the, of the, the rest day. of the day until yeah. school the next until morning the next morning yeah. <laughs> and that's your day to day you know yeah. wow so where did the name yellow turtle come from yeah. Ooh, um, <laughs> the easy um, the easy answer to that is uh, my favorite color is yellow ah. <laughs> and uh, guess the other one my favorite animal, animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the easy answer to that yeah. um, the other component is is cultural mm-hmm. um so our um our native um our indigenous uh, native cultures uh of the area mm-hmm. um the creation story is um that you know after a big flood mm-hmm. um the turtle asked the toad you know to mm-hmm. dive down into the water mm-hmm. pick up mud you know, and bring it up to the surface. Mm. And so after waiting a long time, uh, the toad finally came out and spit it out, um, the mud, the clay, mm. right? And that's what became the earth. Oh. Um, and so to have this cultural component, you know, the the, the diverse cultural awareness is yeah. um, very important to me, you know, yeah. especially mm-hmm. because it allows for us to break down some of the schemas that we might, you know, right. have and, and, and believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different uh, levels to that, yeah. whether it's um, being exposed to a an instructor of a different ethnicity, yeah. you yeah. know, than the, than the student, um, whether it's um, learning about uh, Japanese teacups mm-hmm. and then having our students be able to create those Japanese teacups um, or, you know, and and being able to bring other um, components, cultural components to this. Yeah. um, It's it's important. And so having that story also, you know, behind the turtle um, and then the clay that we're working with um, and then bridging it to our forgotten, you know, um, um, indigenous cultures is yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you wow. want to, um, just for our listeners, what heritage do you like really find your identity in? Um, for, for me, it, um, I am Mexican. Mm-hmm. I was born in Mexico. Um, I was raised in Mexico um, until I was about six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened was my dad was a sojourning wor- worker mm-hmm. um, coming back and forth from, from Mexico to the U.S. and sending money back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was about six years old, seven years old, my parents decided that might not be the best you know, option for right. our family. For our family yeah. At this point, we had, um, it was myself, or I'm, I'm the middle of three, mm-hmm. um, so it was my brother, myself, and then my younger sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mother decided to um you know migrate with the whole family yeah. and bring us over here um we met here with my with my dad and some of my uncles who were already living here yeah. so i i identify as a um you know mexican mm-hmm. um but at this point i've been here so long you know it might probably be mexican and american although yeah. i'm not you know um born here yeah um it's 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 
it's been that at this point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we we just wrapped up uh or we had a episode about that we we're talking about 1.75 1. 1.5 generation yeah. oh yeah <laughs> our, yeah our previous episode was yeah, like growing two, up korean american ago, yeah. and yeah yeah michelle and austin came well they were both born in korea, korea. and they came here like, i was at two, a very young age yeah and yeah. austin was five yeah i think, I think mm, so yeah. yeah and that creation story uh originates from the iroquois oh um, the iroquois. yeah wow mm, that's interesting yeah 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 what did you did you know that before you made that name before i made the name yeah. uh yes i did so um in you know in history you the the untold history of yeah. our of our you know society mm-hmm. um here you know in the united states we don't get a lot of um you know indigenous um you know history yeah and so to have learned that and to then to be able to um you know merge that with my personal um i would say things that i've loved for so long right, you know right. turtles and and then being able to bridge that bridge that gap yeah yeah um it was was kind of interesting yeah mm-hmm. i think that's such a unique name like uh it, it's it, it gives you like an imagery too so i remember seeing your logo and i like that name and it's very distinct like i'll always remember it and see, like if when it pops up in like social media um yeah, it's, it's very it brandable yeah exactly <laughs> and then yeah. the colors you know the colors are very important um you know mm. for me yeah um so with um, the symbols like yellow, um, yellow is significant. It's a significant color for me. It's a, a color f- of perseverance, perseverance mm-hmm. and energy and yeah. the turtle being a symbol of grit yeah. and being a symbol of perseverance, of justice and equity, you know, as we yeah. see in our, um, you know, in some of the some of the movies and some of the um, cultural um, symbols mm-hmm. in our in yeah. our um, societies. Mm-hmm. Um you know that's that's kind of what it's resembled yeah, yeah. that's cool. i love how multifaceted that even that name is and yeah. how personal it is and and it, you just ask such a simple question right like what did, where did you come up with that name and right. there's this huge long history mm-hmm. to it and and there's like a personal story behind it mm-hmm. which i think is is so cool I mean, yeah I like that um so you were mentioning um that you grew up in santa Ana. Uh, so did your family come or yeah, end up settling in Santa Ana after moving to America? Everybody like moved. To yeah. So we, um, my uncle had placed roots in mm-hmm. Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the first of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's the second oldest to migrate, um, to, to, um, the United States. Yeah. And so when he did, he also brought, uh, later he established roots here. Yeah. Um, and he established his own business. Um, then he was able to bring his siblings mm-hmm. and work with him mm-hmm. and develop the business that way. Um, and so our family was was able to come in, yeah. you know, into an already established network um, so that was working yeah. for our family. And so when my dad was um, coming back and forth between Mexico and the U.S., mm-hmm. um, he was able to work with with my uncle yeah. and then send money back, mm-hmm. and then be able to, you know, um, I must have maybe seen him twice. Yeah, in, in my, you know, between the age of. Um, I don't know when the first time, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. when I, when I, when I arrived, I didn't know who my dad was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, were, you, were, you said you were six. I was six years old. Yeah. And oh. I were already pretty developed. Yeah. At that I must have seen him maybe once or twice, yeah. you know, in, in that, in that gap of time. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, you know, uh, 
working in Santa Ana, is your general demographic of students or kids that you work with or just people in general, are they mainly Mexican or are they um, pretty diverse? Um, What's that makeup like? Mm -hmm. It's a pretty diverse group. Mm -hmm. Um, For the most part, it is Latinx. Uh Um, Most of my students are um, uh, some, you know, some descent of uh, Latinx. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do have other Asians. Um, I I do have, um, you know, just all sorts, yeah, all yeah. backgrounds, yeah, all yeah. backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, but what does unify um, most of my students is they're coming in to learn art for the first time, mm-hmm. and it might be age three, it mm-hmm. might be age, you know, fifty, it yeah. might be a, you know, um, my students range from three and up. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, really quick, just because I'm aware because I learned from you, um, but Latinx, you said, is mm-hmm. uh, gender neutral or gender inclusive? Uh, it's gender inclusive, inclusive. yes. Inclusive. yes. Yeah. So the X is um, added. Um, in in um, Spanish, we have very rigid um, gender uh, language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So el, ella, mm-hmm. um, silla, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, it, there's, um, yeah, uh, there's you know, gender, it, it's gender specific mm-hmm. language. Yeah. And so by adding the X there, then you're being gender inclusive. inclusive. Um, so instead of saying, uh, Latino, Latina, Latinx, mm-hmm. um, or for example, todos, todas, mm-hmm. uh, todex, mm-hmm. you know, so you add that X okay. in there to resemble, you know, the, the gender, gender inclusive yeah. Um, community. Yeah. Yeah. And just on like a small tangent, I was like, I was messaging Nancy about this uh, because she called she said thank you chicax oh yeah chicax uh, yeah <laughs> I was like, oh, and i was like what is yeah, that yeah, and i actually like asked her how do you pronounce that and she sent me a little recording of like what that sounds like i love that um chicax um, yeah. yeah and uh she's telling me it's like a gender inclusive uh like, like ver- uh yeah chica. vocabulary word mm-hmm. with that x and i was saying like man um i feel like let like latinx culture or not latinx but um a lot of hispanic cultures do have a very conservative background um so i was saying like is there pushback for using those kinds of you know gender inclusive terminology Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you were saying like oh yeah yeah you know from academia to our everyday life um i remember writing a paper Mm -hmm. about um the deportations in um the 1930s Mm -hmm. um this was um the mexican repatriation okay Mm -hmm. yeah um and so um i created a paper Mm -hmm. using latinx and you know received just feedback um like oh this isn't a vocabulary you know interesting Um, this was at uh long beach wow Mm -hmm. that's really what did what was your response to your professor um, well, you know, I spoke to them about yeah. um, the, you know, being gender inclusive of, yeah. of our community, um, you know, and, and it's so interesting because, you know, in, in looking at uh, Mexican repatri- repatriation, yeah. it wasn't just the Mexican community who was affected. It was also the Asian and Chinese community, yeah. you know, the Chinese Definitely. and Japanese communities mm-hmm. who were also, you know, um, taken back to their home country. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it impacted all all immigrants at mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang, I'm like, I feel like I'm learning like <laughs> so much from just this like yeah. conversation. <laughs> In my mind, right, it makes complete sense to have a gender inclusive word. Yeah. Number one, I, there's a lot of cultural and a lot of uh, progressive notes to it. But at the yeah. same time, in my mind, like, it's the most efficient, you know, you don't right. have to like, and Latinas and Latinos in there, you know, right. you just, it's just a very simple word. Everyone knows what it is. Yeah. We're all on the same page. It's inclusive of all genders, however you identify yourself right. with. 
uh, so in my mind, it's like it's, it sounds like such an efficient way of of communicating (laughs) yeah it it, it is difficult too with languages that are have already been established a certain way for so long and it it very much I, i find like language fascinating just in general but like it does absolutely tell you so much about the culture and their beliefs and um you know what yeah what their values are and uh i feel like even with english um i was i was we were talking about this in our psychology of gender class a little while back and we were talking about how even in the English language um, words like male and female it's uh, it's like the word for female is still has that it's like derivative of male Male. yeah um, and there's so many words like that even when you're writing I think uh, or in even in songs when you're referring to like a person in general sometimes it's easier just to put man or he instead of he or she, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I noticed that too. And I, and I asked, like, I remember asking one of my professors back in the day, um, because I was writing a paper or I was reading something and they were referring to a person, maybe it was like a biblical passage or something, but they were saying like, oh, just, it doesn't, it doesn't specifically mean a male person, um, but it, they use he or him or uh, man um, as kind of just the baseline. Like a general. Yeah. Right. right. And it's like, oh, they, you know, they couldn't, you know, be a little more creative. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come up with another term. And so, you know, with with such a diverse demographic, it's important that we're inclusive of everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and things are, things are changing like very quickly and, you know, on our cultural front when it comes to, you know, genders that people identify with. Yeah. We're becoming more aware. Yeah. Mm. And I know that there is a lot of pushback from people who have more conservative views about that, um, about gender in general. Um, but yeah, I do think like regardless of where you stand, like when it comes to respecting an individual's kind of, you know, place uh, and how they identify themselves, um, their understanding of themselves and the people around them, it's I think, it, you know, adopting a language to kind of be respectful uh would be really cool and mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. that's awesome that there are um terms how long has that latinx and chicx and that x uh, added onto the mm-hmm. i first started hearing how it maybe it about six years ago okay um, wow it's like pretty recent yeah, it's still pretty recent. Yeah. maybe within I'm, I'm sure you know in, in academia um yeah. within the last 10 years or so but there's wow, you know yeah. there's some pushback yeah. in terms of you know um the the new term you know yeah. or, or kind of changing the already established yeah. um but i i don't know if that is you know the, the time frame yeah um, right. i'm sure it's you know plus or minus a few mm-hmm. years yeah. it might even go back to the the 80s i don't know yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah. yeah i remember taking spanish class and i was thinking oh we there's gender we can genderize like non-human things <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, for me being able to provide a space for you know our youth because mm-hmm. we have such a um vastly changing uh, and quickly changing uh city yeah. in santa Ana. um you know to be able to provide um you know our youth or just anybody with a space where they are comfortable you know where yeah. they don't have to hide who they are where they don't have to um be cautious you know what they do and what they say um, around uh, other people who might not be aware, mm. you know, being able to provide the space there for them and yeah. being able to, um, you know, say, you don't have to explain yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, don't even worry about, 
having to explain like oh like i am you know i identify with yeah um, this yeah. Or um you know and, and in santa Ana, you know the, the changing demographics also um the changing opportunities for our youth um for me it's important to um provide the access to creative expression and mm-hmm. opportunities for uh really lifelong enrichment um mm-hmm. you know growing up there um i had very limited access to that until um you know i found some of my mentors who are you know lifelong mentors at yeah. this point um and being able to find those resources where i was able to be myself and be able to for example volunteer mm-hmm. uh, and and be able to learn um arts yeah um you know through volunteering and through community engagement mm-hmm. uh, i didn't have to go somewhere special you know where um I, I had to pay, yeah. you know, to be, to be able to, um, learn yeah. what I, you know, what I wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty incredible that you've, you know, brought this vision that you've had in your head and your heart into actual, like, um, like actually bringing it alive and, um, into a program and getting connected to the city and getting awarded a grant. Um, and I know that you said you operate this independently, but do you have, you know, are you teaching all these classes by yourself or do you have people who are kind of Helping volunteering you, yeah, instructors? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, it, it is funded, um, by me ex- except for that one, the grant that kind of mm-hmm. pushed me forward yes. right. to, to create it. Um, but we do have instructors. It's a really a diverse, um, group of uh instructors um you know community uh artists who are working in santa ana um with this vision in mind Mm. you know um and being able to find these people and say you know can you be part of my team um you know that sort of thing it has been a struggle sometimes to be able to keep afloat because Mm. you know uh, although our our classes are being offered you know transportation might be an issue or maybe you know um in terms of how new this is maybe the word isn't out about our programming and that sort of thing so I've had to cancel some of my classes because Mm -hmm. nobody's coming to them you know although they're affordable although they're you know accessible um you know nobody's coming to them so to our audience out there you know we have these classes available uh for our community um in terms of who our instructors are Mm -hmm. you know we we have instructors who are um trained professionals you know in the art that they're doing ceramics um you know art for kids yeah um you know that sort of thing um, but being able to use, you know, the funds that yeah. are coming in from our uh, registrations yeah. to be able to keep this afloat, yeah. you know, it has been a struggle because mm. nobody's coming to yeah. them. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's the struggle with any local business, really with any small startup. And yeah. I consider this, you know, something that you're building from ground up. And so yeah. it is a startup. You're a business owner and there are very realistic challenges to maintaining and sustaining a business uh, but yeah like I'm, I'm so glad that you were very transparent about that because all we see are you know the end product of people right, succeeding right. but really there is a hard grind behind yeah, yeah. every success yeah. story every even every little win there right, is right. a hard yeah and so for me sometimes grind. i'll have one student show up mm. you know obviously that student's fees aren't enough to pay my instructor yeah. so i am having to pay out of my own po- yeah. on my own pocket you know but it's important for me that that student showed up because of my mission and yeah, vision, you right, know, absolutely. I want to be able to pr- continue to provide the space for our community to mm-hmm. come in and be able to learn, you know, f- um, be able to um, learn whatever it is that they want to. Yeah. And I'm very responsive to our community needs. So if mm-hmm. something comes up, 
you know, hey, I'm interested in a, in a class on, um, you know, Tuesday, but mm-hmm. you only offer a class on, on Monday. Yeah. So I opened up a class on Tuesday, but nobody's coming to it. Right. So, you know, it's kind of like, what you know, what do I do about this? Yeah. Um, pushing, you know, our so- social media, um, pushing, um, you know, the, the word out on 4th mm-hmm. Street. I'm out there every yeah. Saturday, 1 to 6 o'clock. I do oh, a f- wow. uh, free play and clay activity to, yeah. you know, let the community know about the classes that we're yeah. offering. Um, and, you know, I'm out there on our, during our walk yeah. uh, at Libra Mobile, yeah. um, you know, telling our community, hey, we're here, come to right, our classes. Right, right, yeah. 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 Wow. Um, that's incredible, honestly. I'm just like, dang, dude, the hustle life is real. Um, so in your mission statement, you mentioned that you want to spark creativity and diverse cultural awareness in your students through these hands-on uh, arts activities. Um, so I just wanted to ask you a few more questions about that. So, um, how do you feel like art can specifically bridge those like cultural gaps and like diversify a community you know yeah well now with with um social media and then also with the um diversity of um santa ana it's, mm-hmm. it's very diverse um being able to borrow f- not only from our instructors mm-hmm. um experiences mm-hmm. um and then being able to um you know, kind of talk to talk to our students about like, oh, this is my ethnicity. Mm. You know, it might be similar from yours. Yeah, it might be different from yours. You're already having a uh, cultural bridge there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're demystifying some of those um, stigmas that might exist. Right. You know, um, with with um, with certain. Uh, ethnic groups right and that sort of thing um so that's one level of it is Mm -hmm. being able to um bridge that cultural awareness another Mm -hmm. level is through the art projects that we're creating Mm -hmm. um so not only is it okay you're going to show up i'm going to teach you something and then you're going to do exactly as i do um you know that's not what yellow turtle art studio is about Mm -hmm. it's about um you know perhaps um taking a look at a culture what kind of pottery are they making Mm -hmm. um you know can we borrow from from those elements mm-hmm. uh, i'm going to teach you now the skill but now you you as a student are putting those two things together yeah. you know the the the, the uh, awareness that uh, is being provided by the instructor cultural awareness that is being provided by, by the instructor as well as the skill yeah right how do you bridge those two things together as a student and create something new right right so you're giving you are setting them up with like the tools to be able to express themselves and uh, um, create something that is unique to their background and what's going on in them internally too right mm-hmm. and that's all that's you know a big part of art is is to be able to do that yeah you know um, the the the, the person's um, experience in art is very much individual. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I, I've taken classes before where, um, or, and I've also um, seen somebody um, or, you know, other instructors teach this way where they are making something and they want their students to do the exact same mm. thing, you know, and it's like, well, like are you really teaching expression yeah you know are you really giving the student the tools and the power for them to be able to self-determine what they want to create yeah you know right and i feel like each and this is what's cool about like for example like ceramics is that every person does something 
does it differently. Like every, every person throws differently. Everyone feels something differently in their body when they're working with this clay. And so it, the end product, you know, might look similar, but the process might've been completely different Mm or, um, what was their headspace when they were making this might've been completely different. So I feel like, yeah, no two like potters work is alike. Um, and even when I, when I was being taught certain things about ceramics, um, my teacher would say, you know, don't look at a photo of something that's already been done and do the same thing because it's already been done, you know, and uh, we don't need another copy of that. Um, See where you can go with that. And I remember when I took like my first hand building class, that was even more abstract to me than throwing because at least with throwing, you're go- you can go in a, you have to go in a certain direction. You're going up or started. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with the clay, but with hand building, it's literally, you know, it's limitless. The possibilities oh, yeah. of what you can make. And so I, I drew a blank. I was like, I don't even, I don't <laughs> even know where to go, what to do with this. It's like a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Wow. Uh, and I think in the beginning, at least like learning how to do a pinch pot or little basic things yeah, like that. Yeah, and the basic skill yeah. is, yeah. is, is fundamental. Is, you know, right. The basic yes. skill is fundamental. Pinch, coil, slab, you know, yes. in terms of clay. Yeah. Um, but then w- providing the student with the room for them to be be uh, curious. Yeah. You know, that curiosity, you know, asking questions and saying, hey, what about this? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what happens? Like, for, for example, my, um, you know, six-year-old students. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're making a pinch bowl, but now can you change the shape of it in mm-hmm. some way? You know, okay, let's make a lid for it now, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and then giving them stamps or mm-hmm. giving them um, access to how do you now carve into the mm-hmm. piece so that you can make it your own unique you know, work of art. Or mm-hmm. for example, if we're working with watercolor, yeah. okay, here are the skills, but then our last project for that month is going to be something that you develop because mm-hmm. now you've learned the skills, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And oh. now you can create it on your own because right, you right, have right, the right. tools and knowledge now to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And it's developing their critical thinking skills. It's Absolutely. allowing them to think outside the box, mm-hmm. which is so big and um you know even in the working world like after you graduate college that's such a it's it's a really key uh skill to have to be able to see a situation and realize oh i i don't need to do it one way there are so many different ways Mm -hmm. to do it and i'm gonna find my unique way of doing it Mm -hmm. and there's so much value in that and you're just even on a business aspect or like if you're working for a company even like those skills really help you stand out Mm. and so being able to even through art uh develop the youth develop children and having their minds start to think in that way and to start thinking in a creative way uh i i can only see it as a a major positive in their development yeah problem solving Mm -hmm. exactly exactly i guess this is one way of going about um education it's like a philosophy Mm -hmm. one philosophy about education is uh you know, helping guide students or people to be able to think for themselves or uh, create independently at, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's the goal. Um, But when I was in, I feel like, oh man, when I was in high school, uh, all that was on my mind was I need to get an A or I need to get this grade. I need to pass. Exactly. And so I just tried to figure out what is the most efficient way for me to retain this information so that I can pass this test or something like that. And so the critical thinking skills, like I would always score very on those like standardized tests. Um, at some point I started noticing that the critical thinking portions of the test, it was where I was scoring lower, but everything else I was doing really well. Um, 
And then when I really know, because what I was just doing was memorizing mm-hmm. out of information, which and is just a skill copy too. pasting. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh yeah, for, oh, yeah, gosh. for certain things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 My memorization skills are uh, <laughs> short term at least. It's great, uh, but <laughs> but when I went to college, um, man, nobody tells you that. That's that is an institution where yeah. they really challenge you to think oh, yeah, on I've your struggled. own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, my first semester. Um, uh, one of the general education class or the GEs that you mm-hmm. have to take is philosophy. Um, and I took it my first semester, uh, even though I realized a lot of people save that towards the end of their <laughs> college career. I took it first semester mm-hmm. and man, I'm really glad that I did. That's I was great. in classes with seniors and juniors, but um, I think I might've been like the only freshman in there. <laughs> I was struggling so hard. Uh, and I think I was going to drop the class at some point because I just didn't, I could, my brain was not wired that way. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, thankfully, he's one of my favorite professors to this day from like my college experience, but he sat down with me office hours and just kind of sat with me and answered all my questions, just helped me kind of reform the way I was thinking, yeah. but not in like a, like, oh, wow, you're really, you know, put like condescending, not in, exactly, yeah. not in that kind of a way, but in, in such a fostering, like awesome. caring way. And so I felt so much more confident and I passed the class with like flying colors and I, I realized, wow, like that, that's how you, it, it should have been, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it helped it. It, it would have set me up a lot better, I think, um, moving forward to be able to critically think like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure with the arts, uh, it's similar in that, yeah. you know, copy pasting something, you know, yes, like you, you will learn a lot. For example, like I have made replica work of, you know, like an ancient form or something like that. And through that process of me trying to figure it oh, out, yeah. Yeah. I learned tons. But even that, it was like I had to... It, it, it is copy pasting, but it's me through the exploration of like, how do I get right. that to work? And that's how you build the skill. Exactly. Yes. To create yes. your mm-hmm. own individual expression. Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until like somebody had kind of pushed me in that way or kind of gave me the framework, that particular type of framework until I learned how to do that. But yeah, yeah it's interesting how yeah. education, I feel like it's changed a lot, the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, and, and, but. And, Nancy, you're an educator, so I'm sure you have a lot more to speak into this, but it is, uh, I understand with public school systems and just the way that our funding is and our budgeting, uh, California standardized test is a way that schools get funded, you know, and depending on the scores. And and so I see, I guess, I don't want to call it a business, but sort of, Mm -hmm. uh, of a way of of schools funding themselves. So they really push uh, academics, uh, push certain uh, subjects that are easier to uh, quantify mm-hmm. like such as math or writing or English things that you can easily score and so right. what we're seeing I feel what we're seeing is we're we're losing budgets in um, in subjects that aren't as quantifiable aren't mm-hmm. as uh, you know you can't analyze in, in, in numbers mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, but we're losing such a like like you said we're losing so much of these avenues of, of our students being able to express themselves or think critically in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Nancy, I'm sure you have more to say yeah, on into another that. podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, how do you feel about our current education climate, like our, our, our system here? Yeah, yeah, like encouraging and discouraging yeah. things, you know? Yeah. Um, what I do want to say is I do see, you know, in being in the, in the credential program, I do see um, now with this, you know, push to be able to 
have our students be tested in different ways, mm-hmm. you know, have our students show their ability to learn in different ways, mm-hmm. you know, in the classroom it is going to become much, much more valuable. Yeah. Uh, you know, up to this point, you know, we, we all, um, at least for me, you know, growing up in, um, or, or, or being in the educational system where, you go through your school year, you know, yeah. you get your test at the end of the mm-hmm. year and that determines, um, you know, whether you're going to pass on, you yeah. know, to the next grade or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what was your, what was your, um, growth? Mm-hmm. Where did you lack, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. And with, um, our students being such diverse learners mm-hmm. and showing, you know, so many different ways of learning, mm-hmm. um, how can we reach those students who may, for example, not, show progress right. on a standardized yeah. test right. Yeah, you, know? Right, right. Um, you know instead of having it be quantifiable mm-hmm. on a on a test sheet you mm-hmm. know and then you have a test score at the end um, yeah. you know are, are there different ways of being able to um, you know show that mm-hmm. you progressed right. through math science um, you know and that sort of thing and I think the arts can be an avenue to be able to um, reach those students yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I know earlier before we jumped on to this recording, you were talking about how you're really passionate about investing into our youth. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and did you want to talk a little bit more about that? What it, what does that mean to you? Yeah, so and, you know, again, this whole experience began as my own, um, you know, kind of trek through um, school yeah. and through our, you know, um, lack of funding, um, kind of environment in in our schools and so i do remember you know for example in in uh, elementary school um being the student who was the perhaps lacked the way Mm. of showing you know on a test score um you know or lacked their the the, um knowledge that was gained through the test score but i am better at doing yeah you know and if i can show you that i can do it you know that doesn't show up on a um, you know, in a bubble sheet, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Um, and so for me, um, I guess coming back to your question, right, um, the the importance of investing in our youth, you know, especially in underserved communities, mm-hmm. you know, such as Santa Ana, what it, um, it, it's gotten a lot more, you know, a lot better, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, funding's coming in and that sort of thing. Um, but growing up, it was either you go get a job after high mm-hmm. school, right? Mm-hmm. Or through my middle school experience, it was, you're going to go join a gang Mm -hmm. so that you can have some kind of meaning to your life, you know? And so being able to provide opportunities and other avenues, um, for our youth is, is important. Um, you know, now, um, with downtown Santa Ana and, uh, and a lot of the, um, happenings, Mm -hmm. you know, in downtown, you know, youth are, are having access to, for example, hanging out with, uh, artists, right. Being able to come into a shop, and perhaps their calling is graffiti, mm-hmm. right? So rather than joining a gang and, you know, kind of putting um, that name up right. on a wall, yeah, it's yeah. like, well, maybe you're interested in graffiti and that's why you're joining, you know, a crew and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's give you Let's the channel space. that. Yeah. yeah. Let's give you the space yeah. for you to develop, yeah. you know, as an artist in, um, you know, with um, street art yeah. and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, or maybe you're in a music, you're, you know, you want to be a rapper. Well, now there's venue for you to come mm-hmm. in and have an open mic you know yeah. kind of thing and so investing in our youth is very important yeah. uh, for me um, you know with with Yellow Turtle Art Studio and in partnership with the city mm-hmm. having the space for our community to come in you know and have this um, in partnership with um, 
Libra mobile, yeah. you know, having yeah. our youth uh, see, oh, wow, uh, maybe, you know, an artist, you know, maybe yeah. I want to be an artist. Yeah, maybe and I want to pursue, you know, clay as a career. Maybe, yeah. you know, oh, wow, what is this material? Yeah. You know, right. Can I, mm-hmm. you know, can I be interested in some way? Right. Um, yeah. And that's important. I think that's why diversity is so important and something we constantly talk about. Even on this podcast, we mm-hmm. talk about it all the time, but being able at a young age, being able to see yourself become something um, is so important yeah mm-hmm. very empowering yeah yeah because yeah if we live in a bubble and and all we see are two or three options and we just sort of then just fall into fall in line yeah and just sort of go on that track uh, but when you start to see what other people are doing or how uh, someone who looks like who look like us um, and they're doing something completely different from what we thought was possible mm-hmm. and just be- being able to see I'm, maybe you you know in your head like oh yeah you can be anything but yeah. physically being able to see and physically being able to come talk to someone it just is a whole nother level being, re- being seen represent right. yeah. yeah. representation yeah. of, our, of, our, yeah. of ourselves and, and our, yeah. our colors and exactly. our ethnicities mm-hmm. yeah exactly mm-hmm. i was gonna say yeah that's why like representation is so important because it, it kind of breaks down those um like kind of mental barriers yeah. of like what you can and can't achieve mm-hmm. as an individual you know um yeah that's amazing you know and you said okay so Santa Ana is quickly changing, you know, the culture, the social culture, the opportunities. You said even downtown, there are are a lot of happenings um, um, within the arts community. And that's something I've always noticed and I really like about Santa Ana uh, specifically is that there's such an appreciation and... um, encouragement for the arts community to grow um and to have exposure there's like art walks every month uh, michelle and i went to one yeah. a couple months mm-hmm. ago and just kind of walked around just to like see and meet artists and that's uh we kind of mentioned that in our podcast about appreciating art mm-hmm. uh, it was like our second episode yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that and uh um you know as these things are changing like where do you find yourself like how do you, how are you maneuvering yourself so that um at with these you can um I guess move with these changes and um, okay yeah. yeah yeah um so before I get into into kind of the the question itself yeah um, I do want to acknowledge the changes in downtown being um you know with gentrification mm-hmm. and happening okay. yeah you know yes. so many people are being displaced um yes. due to uh, high rent costs yes. and due to um the development in downtown yes. right so for example um when I was growing up in downtown, um, coming to downtown, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, packed with people, mm. right? Now I'm there on Saturday and Sunday and crickets, unless mm. there is like an event mm. that is, um, you know, advertised on social media yeah. and people from other cities are coming, are coming over. To downtown. Okay. Mm. So, you know, I am seeing the, um, the displacement of the local population yeah. not coming into downtown because it might not be a reflection of you know our our community anymore right. um so in in the role that um you know i take and other people like myself activists like myself and um community leaders who are reclaiming the space and right. being able to have you know our language um Represented. So one of the things that um, the community got together and did was um, they had, uh, or you know, downtown had re- rebranded mm-hmm. to downtown Santa Ana. Oh, um, okay. You know, and so uh, historically that area had been called um, La Cuatro or mm-hmm. Calle Cuatro, oh, right? No. And so there was a huge push from the community, mm-hmm. you know, and council um, to 
rebrand or include within the brand Calle Cuatro, mm-hmm. you know, so that that language and the um, the the community wasn't displaced. Right. And so now with all of these changes, right, like how do we as a community, how do we as, um, you know, people of the surrounding area, right. um, you know, tell our locals, hey, you still have a place. Right. You, know, you still yeah. have a place. Like and this so, is your downtown. You yeah, know? this is still your downtown. Yeah. Like, you know, people living down the street, mm-hmm. you know, are, aren't coming to right. to downtown anymore. One, because it might be too expensive, you know, yeah. two, because, you know, some of the local shops that, you know, where they where they got their, their daily, their things, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, groceries and all of that stuff um, or, or you know um the the place where you go buy shoes yeah the place where you go buy affordable clothing is not there anymore mm-hmm. you know and so um our, our our role as um as community members conscious community members is to reclaim the space yeah and so by being there with you know um the arts programming and being there with um you know the language that we're speaking yeah. and, and that sort of thing um telling folks hey you still used to have a place here yeah mm-hmm. that's great yeah. yeah. So with Yellow Turtle Studio um, specifically, um, where would you want to see it go in like the like the like upcoming years? You know, and uh, because there are a lot of changes happening, but I'm sure you have your own vision too, and you're growing as an activist and an artist. And um, do you wh- where do you want to see Yellow Turtle go? I, I'd like to see Yellow Turtle um, Studio move into. Uh, of course, everybody wants you know as a as a business f- right. uh, operating. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, successfully right. um, at a at a level where you know I I don't have to be pulling you know money out of my pocket right. to right. to um, mm-hmm. you know to have, fund yeah to fund mm-hmm. the program. So I would like to see it uh, where it is sustainable. You yeah. know, where it is sustainable, and I'm able to um, you know have a class full of students that are you know there for um, you know our mission and vision. You know, yeah. being able to cr- um, create and being able to develop as artists. Maybe right. it's the first time or maybe you're, you know, continuing education in the mm-hmm. arts. Um, so I would like to see more participation. I'd also like to perhaps um, move into um, collaborating with other organizations, okay. yeah. um, you know, being able to reach. Uh, so, for example, um, one of my projects this last uh, semester, I was taking a political science class. Yeah. Uh, and one of the assignments was um, to um, create a project with a local organization. Mm-hmm. And so I was over at um, Thomas House, which is a homeless shelter. I feel um, like I've heard of Thomas House. Is that for and it's women an amazing or organization? Or? It's it's for families oh, specifically. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's for for families, and the point is to keep the families together. Yeah. Right. And families who are struggling, mm-hmm. um, you know, for housing. Our housing crisis is crazy right yeah. now, uh, and so for families to stay together, um, you know that that's their that's their mingle. And so right. what they do is they they own their building, mm-hmm. you know, which is amazing, and they have um, the apartment complexes available for the the families. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I did was i was able to collaborate with them and do a uh once a week workshop That's with so the families cool. and so we did yeah. you know watercolor we did ceramic yeah. um we did um pastels you know all these sorts of uh, different mediums you went to the apartment yeah uh, took the mobile studio and, oh. you know um contacted them set yeah. up to to be able to to do this and yeah. be able to collaborate in yeah. this way yeah. so i'd like to do more of Collabs, that yeah you know, more really. of that um but then the funding, right? Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, who's paying for it? Yeah. Um, you know, who um, I'm paying for it. Right. Uh, which is, you know, um, at, at, 
I am so passionate about this that right. I am, you know, like this is what I do. Um, but then again, you know, being able to, yeah, the realities of, you know, who yeah. who's taking the, the, um, shouldering like yeah. Yeah. The, all of that the the you know, the bulk of the i guess not just like the exactly yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. so i'd like to collaborate more you know uh and be be able to um have the source funding yeah you know yeah. there in place to continue the work that mm-hmm. you know we're doing yeah. yeah and what does that look like it's it's getting the word out having people take your classes yeah getting the word yeah. out you know the 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 studio is really functioning on um participation yeah and so unless there isn't you know unless there's participation mm-hmm. then you know we can't keep afloat mm-hmm. um the other thing that i've um you know creative ways of of being at a, able to fundraise mm-hmm. and that sort of thing so a portion of my sales my personal sales go toward funding our, our wow. programs mm-hmm. um so my pottery is for mm-hmm. sale you know jewelry is for sale portion of that at, I, I used to, I, I was uh, starting as like as like oh I'm gonna give like you know a portion of it but mm-hmm. at this point it's everything, everything. Mm-hmm. you know everything is going to yeah, so struggles our, of a mm-hmm. business owner here yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, you know and it's it, it's important for me to be able to yeah. keep the space for a right. community yeah. open um, yeah. you know I was raised by my community mm-hmm. I want to be able to continue give that back, and be able to yeah give back and and provide that space right um, so participation is important for you know our, our listeners to um, you know go on to um, the website um, go on to Instagram and share out you know some of these uh, opportunities for um, you know people who want to take the class or yeah. maybe themselves who mm-hmm. want to take the class yeah. um, and then we also have our uh free um workshops that Mm -hmm. you know pop up every now and then um so instagram is the the best place to get like up-to-date news yeah Yeah. and it's like a win-win i mean you go you pay and and honestly some of these workshops are so are so dang expensive Mm -hmm. um but i think it's quite affordable it's very reasonably priced Mm -hmm. and it's it's a win-win you your whatever you're paying for your classes you're learning a skill set you're having fun doing it i mean you're gonna be spending that money on something anyway might as well channel it into something that is impactful to the community that you're mm-hmm. in and so yeah go out there yeah. everybody yeah, yeah. yeah. and there's Definitely. you know there's something um radical about a free workshop mm-hmm. you know uh, or a free class mm-hmm. um because we're so um concerned about always making money as a business yeah. you know yeah. and so to have that opportunity where like hey we're just sharing ideas we're just sharing you know mm-hmm. material yeah. Um, yeah. but then you know we're both um benefiting from this yeah you know yeah. and our community and most importantly our youth and our community are benefiting from this yeah, because right. then they can see themselves you know as a a, a future participant in yeah. and engaged in our you know in our society mm-hmm. right, right, right um just a couple things before we slowly start to wrap up over here but um Nancy, you're such like a passionate individual and I think it's, I, I love seeing that because I, it's not from like a, it's from such a selfless place. Um, and I know that like, it's, it's also very draining and taxing to be passionate about something mm-hmm. because it really takes all of you to not only, you know, have this vision, but to be actively trying to, you know, fight for it. Um, and I, I know your day in and day out looks very busy. Like, yes, you are running this like yellow turtle mobile art studio and you're running, you're committed to, you know, these workshops and classes, uh, but you're also teaching at a, 
a high school and i know you said you're teaching one class right now yeah i'm teaching one class right now yeah. and i do tech work for the yeah. other um time period right mm-hmm. right and so you're you're spread it's so thin yeah. yeah in a lot of different ways and how um yeah so what are some ways where you kind of like recenter yourself um as an activist you know and just as like a, a person and um and I guess like the second part of the question to that is like, where would you hope to see yourself going? Like, you know, as you look into the future, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, yes, being spread thin is, is some, so, sometimes looks like dropping other things, yeah. you know, maybe dropping family events, mm-hmm. maybe dropping, um, you know, uh, personal things that I have to do for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but grounding myself is so important. Yeah. So meditation is so mm-hmm. important. You know, mm-hmm. you saw myself, um, sitting on the floor earlier. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of my preferred ways of just kind of taking a moment for myself is, you know, breathing mm-hmm. and being, um, you know, grounded, uh, in some way, mm-hmm. uh, gardening and, um, farming is another thing oh. that I do also. Oh. And so, you know, having my home garden, and coming out there and watering and see things you know start to grow and then be able to um you know uh, cultivate what i am growing and be able to use that and you know in cooking and that sort of thing yeah um giving my mom a call you know when i can um that yeah. sort of thing oh, really uh, i'm very much an introvert although you know I'm very out and about uh, yeah, yeah. Out and about, but i'm very much an introvert so uh naps are very important yeah. you know because um for example you know coming back from uh teaching um at, at osha um i have to take a nap oh you yeah know? i'm sure after yeah. class i have to take a nap yeah. because i'm so drained after you yeah. know my my energy is just so drained after um you know sleep is probably one of those top priorities yeah. of being, you know, self-care yeah. and that sort of thing. Spending time with my husband when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's always like, you're so busy. What are you up to today? You know, <laughs> sometimes he doesn't even question where I'm going because he, you know, it's it's just part of uh, living with me yeah. <laughs> uh, and sharing, you know, this life with me. Um, I do gain energy from uh, my friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, my friendships are very important. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I do... Um, Say, for example, like, you know, what, what, earlier, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm painting my house right now. <laughs> I have to, you know, like, um, put my phone down, yeah. you know, for, for a, a period of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah. The, the second part of that um, question was, where do I see myself? Um, or, like, hope to see yourself, Yeah, I where guess. do I hope yeah. to see myself? Um, an educator, for sure. Yeah. You know, the, the teaching credential um, has been a little bit of a challenge, you know, because things do come up. And, right. um, you know, being able to, to finish that mm-hmm. um, within the next year, I hope, yeah. Um, yeah. and be able to uh, begin teaching. Um, and then I also want to create more of my, more of my own work yeah. um, in terms of, you know, pottery and production. Right, um, right. But priorities, you know, what do I want to prioritize first? Right. Um, obviously, a, a, an income, a, you know, a stable income of some sort is going to be very important. Yeah. And um, that'll help you pursue your your passions. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, seeing myself as a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, as a as a um, supporter of our youth um is you know quite quite thrilling yeah um really is it's very thrilling to be able to uh kind of bridge this you know community and kind of business aspect of life Mm -hmm. um and and be maybe um like that intermediary person between our community and you know um providing access to to the um 
to the opportunities that are um, out there, but they're not out there for everyone. Right, right. I'm starting to like see a common thread, and even in your gardening, I'm like, oh, you're you're such a developer. I know, yeah, like nurturing and like having people or plants just thrive in, yeah. in their natural setting. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much a visionary. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I do have these ideas. I don't necessarily think about how I'm going to make them happen. Mm-hmm. I just start doing it. Yeah. You know? And so that's kind of this, how this has all developed. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, so many different components that might be so different, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of like, oh, as an outsider seeing, you know, the kind of work that I'm doing, um, they might seem so distant from one another history yeah. pottery gardening yeah. sociology sociology <laughs> right. you know, where do they all, all come, come back to right. you know, education yes. and being able to pass that knowledge on right. as just a, a developed individual you yeah know? Right. um being able to show our youth hey you know you might be struggling through some things because of the environment mm-hmm. you are in yeah you know but you know you do have some sort of control over yeah you know mm-hmm. what you can do yeah. Yeah. right 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 mm-hmm. So how can, so we talked about like people um, like coming on board and, and advocating with you and, and, and building awareness around Yellow Turtle. So how can our listeners reach you or contact you? Yeah, the easiest would probably be uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so Instagram, Yellow Turtle Art Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, easy, you know, type it in, yeah. hit that follow button. Yeah. Um, you're, you know, you're on um, the news feed all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you can also visit the website at mm-hmm. yellowturtleartstudio.weebly.com mm-hmm. um, and there you can sign up for my newsletter and you can receive um, monthly updates on, you know, what's happening in terms of Yellow Turtle Art Studio programming. Yeah. Um, and uh, our classes, we, at this point, we're pretty, we're both booked mm-hmm. um, Monday through Friday um, so wow, we have wow. uh, Monday nights we have a um, ceramic studio for yeah. ages 12 and up uh, we have uh, Tuesday nights uh, ceramic studio ages 12 and up mm-hmm. uh, we also have our uh, adventures with clay for students who are 6 to 12 years oh, old yeah so that's our Cute. you know uh, younger yeah. age group yeah. Yeah. Um, we have um, Thursdays is our class for kids mm-hmm. uh, so that's ages 6 to 12 and that um, touches on all mediums mm-hmm. clay um, crafts mm-hmm. uh, watercolor yeah. um, you know painting drawing yeah uh, all that sort of thing um, and then we have uh, Fridays um, we also have a second art class for kids at a different location um, ages 6 to 12 mm-hmm. and then we started um, this this year uh the teens class um and so the teens class are ages 12 to 17 okay uh, and the purpose purpose of that class is to provide our youth with the tools um uh, to be creative yeah um you know for themselves and be able to have that space uh, mm-hmm. for them to be able to develop as artists in whatever medium they might be interested in yeah that's Aww. so cool so yeah guys listen up if you guys are passionate <laughs> about investing in our youth and our art communities please yeah. Please reach out to Nancy in the Yellow Art Yellow Turtle Art Studio. Yeah, find to her get on involved. Instagram. I, yeah. yeah, I did forget support. about one. Oh, oh yes. yes, let me tell you about one. So this is a once a month class. So maybe you're interested in mm-hmm. a class, uh, but maybe you don't want to commit to a full month of, of sessions so yeah. we have our uh once a month uh family clay workshop Ooh, mm-hmm. family yeah so this is uh for ages um three and up so uh-huh. if uh parents are interested in coming in and making mm-hmm. you know a keepsake with their with their little ones yeah. uh, ages three and up this is the first friday of the month mm-hmm. and you can visit the website um and check out 
our um, dates there. But yeah. the first Friday of the month and uh, projects change. Yeah. Uh, this last time around, we made wind chimes. Uh, Ooh, we made, you know, we've made um, little handprints, yeah. uh, painted plates, um, gnomes um, yeah. for the garden, um, bowls for ice cream. Yeah. You know, all sorts of th- all sorts <sighs> of stuff yeah. um, so that nice. we're making. So maybe you don't want to commit to a full session mm-hmm. of yeah. classes. You want to come in for a once, a, you know, one time thing and yeah. see how your child responds to it or how you respond to the material yeah. and then decide from there. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Family classes. That's yeah. so neat. I, I've never thought about that, but that, that's like a fun way to connect with your kids and connect as a family and yeah. do something together. That's really cool. Yeah. So the opportunities are there. They are plentiful <laughs> yes. and they are there. And um, I think, you know, we as fellow creatives or people who are really do fi- see the value in the arts and um we are fellow community members too mm-hmm. like um we can all become involved in helping make this um kind of movement keep going forward and making arts accessible to everybody um and so you know we heard it from nancy you know please help support organizations like yellow turtle art Mm -hmm. studio um which are helping underserved uh communities Communities. have access to um the arts and so that they have those tools to be able to uh maybe potentially one day like be involved in the arts um themselves themselves, you know later and um and maybe some other ways are, you know, if, if, you know, wherever you might be as a listener, like find out what's going on in your community, find out what's happening. And I think youth, like, you know, Nancy mentioned is so important and not only youth. I remember like Nancy, we were just chatting before this, but you, your target audience isn't, aren't just kids, but are adults as well. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. who, um, who, might not have access to something like this yeah. or might want it but mm-hmm. doesn't know never where had, to start exactly yeah never had the opportunity in the yeah. past yeah find out find out like what's going on in your community who those people might be it might you know require you to kind of get out of your comfort zone a little bit but dig a little but yeah but why not you know yeah. i think that's what's important is always stepping out of that um your your circle mm-hmm. you know and um figuring out what's going on out there and it's only rewarding i don't see any negatives to it other than actually i don't see any negatives yeah Yeah. the classes are so affordable yeah check out the the um you know check out my website um you can also take a look at uh the santa Ana parks and rec and their catalog Mm -hmm. the classes are listed there Mm -hmm. you know they're they're the space is there the um you know the access is there yeah um you know we just need the participation absolutely and you know funding wise if you guys want to help out with that i mean yellow turtle art studio is out there in downtown santa Ana Mm -hmm. on a weekly on a weekly weekly basis basis. yeah Yeah, come buy some pottery or if you know you want to drop a donation that'd be great also yeah Yeah, absolutely Um, Come and come by, come see Nancy's really really cute jewelry that she made. I was like, dude, Nancy, like picking her brain, like how'd you make this thing? <laughs> like these earrings, and it looks so cool. Ooh. And um, she really like uh, Nancy has like such a unique style. Like every Potter has their own unique style. But I was like googly eyed over Nancy's uh, work when I first uh, saw her booth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, come support um, your local artist, uh, your local artivist. As, uh, artivist. Nancy. Yeah, no, Nancy like artivist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I just started uh, Alfareria Alcala, um, mm-hmm. which is more aimed toward because um, I'm not really putting my personal work out there. Right. Uh, you know, on my personal page. Um, um, you know, 
whole nother conversation right. about why why but um, i'm starting to be more intentional about um putting my uh work out on mm-hmm, social media mm-hmm. on alfarería alcala mm-hmm. and what does that mean alfarería is pottery in spanish okay, Ooh, okay. and cala is, is her last name is my last name oh, mm-hmm. so pottery so alcala cool. but alfarería alcala yeah, i love mm-hmm. that so much yeah i recently saw that i was like is this like nancy's and then i started seeing oh it's like your personal pottery page yeah uh oh. but yeah nancy has um uh multiple accounts on instagram and you can follow her on yellow turtle Mm -hmm. art studio for sure uh alfarreria 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 gala uh on instagram as well it should be all connected like you'll easily find Mm -hmm. it yeah on instagram if you find one so yeah well i i feel like we've covered a lot of ground there but i'm so thankful to have had you here so many layers to uncover absolutely Mm -hmm. i mean there's like so many so many things we could talk about yeah Um, and there's so much more that i didn't i know (laughs) you know the inspiration this comes from like mentors like you know the the, the community who's raised me yeah Uh, because really like you know growing up as a kid you know with very little access to some of these things it wouldn't have been possible without the community support i have yeah absolutely Um, you know from you know community members to um college representatives to you know people who've made such a difference in my life yeah which really goes to show like anyone can in you know in effect make changes in someone's life like wherever you are even even as like a guidance counselor i mean yes as as a guidance counselor but even like just even a store owner who's just just there day in day out but you can uh, reach out and, and and be a little bit kinder to others and you just have no idea yeah. who yeah. it's going to impact and i really think that um you will be that person for uh many yeah. many youth oh, and many sure. people yeah. out there yeah, yeah i believe it yeah, yeah. Yes. no totally like even now as like a, a community leader like you said mm-hmm. um I, I would call you a community leader yeah, you know definitely. um i think that you are making impacts and probably in ways that you you might not even be aware yeah. of but children remember things you know mm-hmm. people remember things and they remember kindness and so um i think you're making waves even Definitely. if it's small you mm-hmm. know even if it is a lot of hard work i think you're gonna be that you are that figure for a lot of people i appreciate too, so. that yeah, thank absolutely you. thank you so much thank for coming you. on board yeah, with my us. pleasure thank you for having me yeah, yeah thank absolutely. you such an honor oh no it's our pleasure yeah it was sure. it was great hearing about your passion hearing about um yellow turtle studios all of it it's been really enriching and hopefully our listeners feel the same and they've learned a lot and and have a lot of things that they're mulling over in their heads right yes. now so follow Thank your passion you. yeah yes. it starts small but you yeah. know no one else is going to do it for you exactly exactly. exactly exactly yeah all right you guys well thank you so much for joining us again this time um don't take our word for it uh and tune in uh next time because we have a lot of exciting content coming up per use um and some really cool guest uh who we want to pick the brains up <laughs> but okay well until next time my name is joanne and i'm michelle my name is nancy the clay artivist <laughs> and this was don't, don't take, take our word, word for it, it. bye you guys bye, bye. bye.